What's going on? This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. Today, we're super stoked and excited because we are reaching episode number 10, el episodio numero 10, and we just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening and literally supporting us through this journey. And everyone who's getting value from it, I would really appreciate. The whole team would actually appreciate it if you can go and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, because what happens is that if you guys give a review, more people are going to see it. We actually reached the top ranks in iTunes already in one month, which is absolutely incredible, and it's all because of you guys. So if you can keep doing that, keep sharing some love, we're giving love back to you, and it's a win-win. So yeah, now we have someone incredible coming on the show. His name is Nick Drosos. He's a good friend of mine. He actually trains me for a lot of the fight movies that I do. He is a self-defense expert. He's an entrepreneur, has over 70 million views on YouTube showing self-defense. Absolute tank and just such a great guy. Definitely an episode to check out because he talks about how everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And that's true for anybody. He got punched in the face by life and he had to learn to get back up. Talks about the amount of dedication that he needed to do that and how you can actually get the same thing, the same dedication by following a couple principles. Definitely a great episode and I hope you enjoy. Vamos! You know, life is a game. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. It's about being able to roll with the punches, play the game, don't take life so serious. You can't win the game of life with a shitty attitude. So you could be a badass and a tough guy as many times as you can, but eventually life is gonna, is gonna nail you down. Is you gotta take full and 100 responsibility of your life. What you learn in school and what you're gonna apply in real life are two different things. Welcome to the most badass show on the planet. My man, Nick, how do you do? Oh, man, feeling, feeling great, man. Well, I want to thank you for uh, having me on your show. Uh, it's a pleasure, brother. So, Matt, for those who don't know you, who are you? Who's Nick Josos? What do you do? And how did you get there? Well, where am I today? Probably what I'm known for the most is for my self-defense. I have two YouTube channels, uh, over half a million subscribers, 100 million views. That's my passion and love is teaching people how to defend themselves. Um, I started this when I was eight years old, you know, growing up, being bullied in the street. I did other martial arts and then I worked as a bouncer in nightclubs and I basically put everything together and I said, okay, what can I teach from what I've learned? So it's one thing that I do is self-defense. I'm a fitness instructor as well. You know, I own, you know, my own personal, my gym. I also have like videos and other stuff that I, you know, have online as well. And what do you see as a correlation? Because you've done so much as a, you know, as a martial artist, as a coach, that you are my personal coach, right? As a martial artist um, in self-defense and all that. And it's what I use in film. So how do you see the correlation with what you do in martial arts and you also as an entrepreneur with everything that you've built so far? You know what? I tell people it's the same wiring. The discipline that it takes to train, the discipline that it, the motivation that it takes to stay the course when you're, you know, when you're learning, you know, how to defend yourself or how to fight. I compare fighting in the ring with everything I do in life. Mm. It's the same, same wiring. It's never giving up. It's learning how to roll with the punches. Shit's never going to go as you have a plan. And it's, you know, it's that quote by Mike Tyson. I love that everybody's a plan until they get punched in the face. 
at the end, at the end, you know, I tell people, you know, you can do all the, you know, I can train you to be the best fighter, but when you step in the ring, it's you and your opponent. It's the same thing in life. It's you against the world. Like, I mean, and it, it, and it's, it's the same program, programming and wiring and the same philosophy that I have in and outside the ring, in my training, in my business, it's all the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're constantly telling me like, yo, when I was your age, you know, I was doing this, I was doing that, right? So let's get, you know, I, I find your, your story fascinating, man. So can you go back a couple of years, maybe, I don't know, like to your 20s um, and where you were, were at right, th- right then? You know, let's just go back to where you were at at that point in your life. I go back to being 22, 23. I was working in clubs. I was a badass. I was drinking. I was fighting. I was hanging around with, with you know, sometimes people who were just, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't moving forward. I made every excuse. I blamed my parents. I blamed society. I blamed school because I never finished high school. I never took accountability and responsibility for my life. And I was just one pissed off, angry kid at the world. And I realized that nothing good ever came out of that. You know, I was like in this spiral of just, you know, you know, reproducing the same shit over and over and, you know, always blaming somebody and never understanding why. But today I look back and it made complete sense because you don't grow if you you know your future is predictable based on who you are and what you do and repeatedly do you will create that same pattern i love that your future is predictable yeah and and you know i see that even today when i coach people i ask them why are you in your life and and there's they keep looping and they're like they're pressing the reset and going back to the same button and they're 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 creating the same future, and it's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. At the end, if you don't change, nothing changes. That's you are the foundation and the pillar of everything you're going to build around you of your life. And a great story, you know, I'm 22 years old. I invested in the stock market. I made 250 grand. What did I do? A fur coat, Gucci glasses, spent money, girls, bitches, partying. Why? Because I didn't know that, well, you could make money and you could lose it. You can be up here today and tomorrow you could be down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I look back to that 20-year-old Nick and if I could go back in time, I would slap him in the face and be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? However, I thank God I went through all that because those are the moments that made me and that's what I needed to grow. Absolutely. What changed manifested that change, basically? You're looking at 22 to 42, right? So 20 years go by. Yeah. Uh, I always said, you know, you can't win the game of life with a shitty attitude. So you could be a badass and a tough guy as many times as you can, but eventually life is going gonna, is gonna to nail you down. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hammer away, and that's what it did. And I hit a breaking point in my life when I was about 24, when I, like, lost everything and uh, – it was a moment in my life where I seriously thought of like ending it. I really, really had nothing to live for. I, I wasn't really attached to anybody other than my sister. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I don't know. I don't have a high school education. Uh, what am I going to do? The most I'm going to do is be a fucking doorman. Like I, I didn't see anything. Then I kind of cleaned up my act. And then I did, you know, the conventional thing. You know, I met a girl, get married got a secure job, working at the hospital, 
I was washing toilets. I, I did that whole cookie cutter thing we're expected to do. And then I hit 31, 32, my son was born and I realized, fuck, I'm still not happy. This is not what I want in my life. What am I doing? And I realized I'm in a relationship. I'm not happy. I hate my job. I don't make enough money. My health is starting to breaking down because everything I created is shitty. I'm looking at my son. I'm like, fuck, how am I going to support this kid? And I mean, it was another moment in my life where I'm like, okay, I got to start changing shit up. I got to start taking responsibility and, and like, fuck it. I had to ask myself the question is, what do I want to be happy? What am I missing? What kind of life do I want to create? And I took that decision. And after it was, it was a long road to get to 32, 33 to where I am today. But, you know, I would do it a hundred times all over again, you know? So. Mm -hmm. And let's say someone that's in your position right now, right? That you were maybe 20 years ago. What would you, you know, what would you tell that person who is maybe at that point when you were at that point of, you know, you're just giving up completely and you had, you had, you had one thing to, to say, what would you say? I, I would tell them, reach out, reach out to somebody you trust, somebody that's going to help you grow, find a mentor, find someone. If you hang around with losers, if you hang around with people who are jealous, envious, who are not there to support you and help you grow, you got to cut them out. Do not feel guilty. doesn't matter if they're in your life for 20 years, nails in your tires, the instant they're not there to support you and help you and help you grow and and be able to give something back to you of value and you to them as well. It's time to cut them out. You know, yeah. I, I, that's the first thing. The second thing is you got to take full and a hundred responsibility of your life. Trust me. I grew up in an abusive home. I could blame my parents until my face turns blue, but you know what? At 40 years old, I can't say, you know what, mom, I fucking hate you. You bitch for what you did or dad, you're a fuck. I, I'm 40 years old. I can't blame them anymore. Yeah. School, I got kicked out of high school. I only have a secondary two. My teacher told me, Mr. Joseph, you'll be nothing but a peanut vendor. You wouldn't amount to anything. Word for word. You know what? I can't blame them. Fuck it. I left school when I was 16 and I learned my school was the streets and fuck it. I'm grateful for it. Like, I can't blame them anymore. I can't blame my ex-wife for my divorce where I fucking lost everything and I had to rebuild I got it. You got to let shit go and mm -hmm. you got to move forward. You got to be, you know what? Take these experiences, grow, because those are the moments that make you stronger. Yeah, man. hundred percent. From, from what you learned, you know, like in the classroom in the early years to what you learned in the streets and then building your own thing. Like talk about the difference. Talk about what you actually learned. You, you know what? It's funny, right? Because I, I go back to when I, you know, at 13 and I'm not kidding. Uh, 13, I was delivering the paper. Because my parents told me, you know, it's time you're pulling your weight. It wasn't like, oh, honey, go get a part-time job. Just not paying your shit in the house at 13. And I was going to school and I was cleaning buildings from four to eight. At 16, I started flipping burgers at McDonald's. Some people would say, oh, it's McDonald's. Guess what? I learned a lot. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, you're learning how to suggest sale, how to deal with people, how to work with the team, how to like communicate and how to work. I worked as a promoter in nightclubs. Every job that I did from yeah. maybe as good brought me something that I learned. So I didn't have the, you know, the education school wise, but there's a lot of skills I learned, real skills mm. that I apply today in my real life through just doing it, being hands on on the battlefield.
And I compared sometimes to kids I've, I've met who are like in school all their life or they study and then you put them in the workforce and they're lost because what you learn in school and what you're going to apply in real life are two different things. Definitely. Like, how would you explain going from like there to actually building a very successful business? Because I know it wasn't, it wasn't an easy path, right? But one thing is that you didn't, you didn't give up like most people do. Most people want, want to do what you're doing, right? They, they want to make a living out of your, you know, out of their passion, out of what they want to do, out of helping people. And uh, you, you, were, you, were, you told me a couple of times that you were close to, you know, to quitting and to, you know, that it, was, it got super hard. But, you know, how did you get from, from there to, to actually succeeding and, and, and moving forward on that? I'm going to share with you a story, Juan, that I, I've only shared once or twice. I'm going to give the idea to the listeners of the dedication I had. I had just opened my personal training business. I had a shitbox $2,000 car, a duffel bag with a few equipment. And I started training clients. About three months in, I get a client. I'm training her about a month in. I walk into her house one day and she looks at me and she goes, you know what, Nick? Um, I don't feel like training today. Can you clean my bathroom? I said, wow. excuse me? She goes, I don't want to train. I'm going to pay you. So right now I'm making $60 for 45 minutes. Mm. Can you clean my bathroom? Now, the people I know I told this story were like, I hope you didn't do it. I hope you told her to go fuck herself. I, you know what I told them? Bro, I had a house, a mortgage. I was the only breadwinner. My ex-wife at the time didn't work. I had to go buy milk and fucking groceries. Guess what I did? You know what? I thought about it. I go, Nick, you used to wash toilets at the hospital for 17 bucks an hour. She's giving you 60. I said, shut the fuck up and clean the bathroom. And I did it. Because you got to go fucking buy milk and bread and you got to do the groceries. So shut up. Suck it up. Okay? Because right now you're driving a shitbox car and you need every penny to grow this business. So I tell people, do you have that dedication? Most people don't. Most people would have quit. But what kept me going? I have no other option. There is no other option on the table but succeeding. And when you have your mortgage, your house, your car, and like I have my son, I'm looking at my son. I want to be able to give him the life. Every summer I take him to Greece for a month. Uh, you know what I mean? He, he gets, you know, I, I, I spoil him as best as I could and I give him whatever I didn't get as a child. So that is one of my motivations. And the other one is, is that I deserve to create a life a happy life for myself and I'm not just going to settle. And today I have today, my personal training business, like, I mean, I actually refuse clients because my schedule is so full and I have my website and other stuff that I'm building. But I go back to that time when I was, you know, begging to get clients, but you know, it took me two years of, you know, hustling out and, and to build to where I am. And another great story to share with you. I remember when I got my first client, in Hampstead, and Hampstead is a, a you know rich area in Montreal. Yeah. And I parked my car in front of the you know this like three million dollar home, and it was a shitbox car, my two thousand dollar car, and you could hear the muffler. And the guy walks out, and he goes, "Yeah, I heard your muffler pulling up in front of my house at six a.m." So I said, "Shit, I'm getting good clients. I can't show up with this car. I would park my car a block away and walk to the client's house so they don't see my car, so they don't think I'm a fucking schmo." Mm -hmm. But I tell people, do you have? that dedication to make it are you willing to do that and most people i meet don't and they're and, and, and they don't or they want it fast or they want it easy or they want it tomorrow if you're not in it for the long run and you're in it for the short run 
chances are at one point it's you're, you're it's either going to bust or you're just going to quit yeah and what would be your advice because there's a lot of people who want to start doing something new right they want they're they're t- sick and tired of being sick and tired and you know they have that that fire inside them and people are telling them that they can't do it that they can't you know move forward on on what they want to do and they have all that negativity and they start cutting people off that that are negative to them but then they're on it and they don't see success maybe a year two years three years there's a point where it starts getting to your head what would you say when it starts getting to your head in that in that situation like what's the best piece of advice that you can give if you go back the first thing that I tell people who give me advice, number one, I, I, the day you start paying my bills, then you can tell me what you think. The mm-hmm. second is, who am I taking advice for? Do their values match my values? And I'll give you a great example. When I was working at the hospital making 30 grand a year, mm-hmm. when I spoke to them and I told them, should I quit my job and open a business? They all thought I was crazy. You have security. Why would you do that? That's their highest value. When I spoke to an entrepreneur, friends of mine were like, what are you doing at the hospital? Get the fuck out and open a business. So you got to figure out who are you asking from and what are their values and where is it coming from? When you're stuck in these, 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 you know, where you start, you know, it's like you're pushing the boulder and it's rolling down and you're doing this and you're exhausted. Got to go back to the plan. You have to start with a plan, right? Go back, look at the board. What is your plan? What is your vision? And how did you build your plan around to get there? Does it make sense? Do you need to readjust it? There's always a way. It's like, you know, you look at the GPS and you put in where you want to go. And then the GPS, you know, reroutes you. It's going to reroute you, but it's always going to bring you to your destination. That's how I look at success. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to be flexible. You can't, you got to think outside the box. You got to listen to people who know. Ask from, learn from people and find a way to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I'm always stubborn with, you know, where I want to go with like my goals, but I realize I have to be very flexible in the ways to get in there, you know? And I think that's one of the things that you need to learn to, and and adapt with the situations that life throws to you. Right. Like you said, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. (laughs) Cool, man. And you know what? It's also, you know what I mean? I look at you, Juan, you're so young. And I, I mean, like, I mean, I was, I, 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 I almost look up to you because you're, you're so ahead of, 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 of your age, of your time. I, I compare me to you at 22. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, so, um, but there's also stuff you're going to learn that only life can teach you as you get older. You know what I mean? You're 22. You have some of the big decisions that are going to come up with your life. Who you're going to marry? What are you going to pick as a profession? Being a father. Like, I mean, all this shit changes so much your life and who you're going to be in 20 years from now, which is amazing because you're recording this. In 20 years, you're going to look at it and you'll be like, fuck, wow, look where I was and look where I am today. And it's part of, it's part of the process, you know? All right, Nick. So you're a friend of mine. You know, you know me. If you had to give me a piece of advice that I would take right now that would help me so that way in 20 years when I would watch this, I said, thank God I took his advice. What would that advice be? Wow. Um, that's a very good question. What would be, like, I'll go back to when I was 20 years old as well, and I wish people would have told me that, is surround yourself with good, positive people. Have a plan of life of where you want to go. Be truthful and honest with yourself and align yourself with your truth and not anybody else's truth. 
some of the biggest biggest decisions you're going to make in your life are to come. You know, the profession you're going to pick, which you're pretty much aligned in that. But at one point, you're going to have to decide really what you want to do, right? The partner you're going to pick, becoming a father, all those things are are big are, are, are big moments in your life. And those are those are some of the biggest decisions that will make you or break you to a certain extent. I know when I was married, getting divorced, everything that I've been through. And it's always as well keeping, no matter what happens in life, is keeping the right attitude. It has very little to what's happening, what actually happens, more than how you're reacting to it. And, you know, and I tell people, you know, life is a game. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. It's about being able to roll with the punches, play the game, don't take life so serious because, you know, and, you know, I, I look back in my life in those moments where I was fucking, you know, completely broken. Those were the greatest moments because those are the moments that made me and helped me rise. And I said, no matter how much you're in the shits, know that, you know, there's always a light that's going to shine at the end of the tunnel and hopefully you're going to learn and grow from it. And if I could go back and this is what I would tell me and this is what I'm telling you because, you know, I look back at 22, your life hasn't even started. You know what I mean? You're still in the big, you're still like, you're growing. You're, you're still masterpiecing yourself. And you want to make sure as you grow, you grow as much as possible in the right direction. Like, again, I talk about it fucking, you know, and I don't say stay away from drugs and booze and fucking all that shit because I've seen people piss off, you know, piss away a great life just like this. So I think that's probably all the best advice I can give you, you know, looking at it from where I am today in my life. Mm-hmm. And like I said before in the video, like in, in the podcast, you, you know, you're ahead of your game, man. I always go back to where I was in my life at your age and I was fucked up as hell, you know? So. Yes, sir. No, not, not yes, sir, that you were fucked up. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I was, man. I was, you know what I mean? I, I was. And, and it's, um, and again, it, it's something I learned is to, to be grateful for even your shittiest experiences. Cause hopefully those are the ones that mold you. If you could find the positive and the benefit to it, and not the negative to it. It's always looking, trying to look at not good or bad, right or wrong, failure. It's what did I learn? Look at everything as a learning experience. And that's the way I see, that's the way I see life now. And it's only been a few years I see it like that. And when I started, when I put on those goggles on, my life changed. The decisions I made and everything I did just got clear. Yeah, bro. What would you say, what's the meaning of success to you? You know, I'll tell you, this is the best thing I ever heard. I trained some very, very wealthy clients. And one of my clients that I train is, I mean, when we talk about, they have an abundance of money. And I remember she bought her husband for, for his birthday, a brand new Corvette. And it was like, oh yeah, you know, I bought him a Corvette. And she's a, they're very humble. They're very down to earth. And they're probably one of the richest families I train. And I said, I said, how does it feel to have so much money? And she goes up to me, Nick, it would mean nothing without the love of my husband and my children. So when I look at success, I don't look about how much monetary value you have, but when I look at success, 
is the relationship. The happiest people I've met are the ones who are in happy marriage, have good relationship with their kids, have a good social life. They're the ones who are happy. Your money's and even your success, you could climb the whole mountain, be on top of the hill and be like, I am the king. And you could be there standing alone. I knew you burnt the whole forest to get there. You fucked up people. You shitted on people. And you're sitting there alone in your fucking $10 million home with your Ferrari outside. And you look in the mirror and you just, you're alone. There's no worse feeling. Or you're in a relationship where your wife hates you. Your kids hate And I've seen it. And when I measure success, I measure of the fulfillment and the happiness I have of what I feel inside me when I look in the mirror. And that to me is, you know, obviously I'm sure you've interviewed guys or have a lot more money than me, for sure. A lot more successful. But to me, that's where I am in my life. I see myself as being super successful because I'm happy. I'm content. I gave a meaning and a purpose to my life. And I'm here to make a difference. Even when I teach self-defense, you know, I was training, I was doing a self-defense seminar for women and I realized, shit, I'm really helping these people. And that is the greatest feeling that someone can have. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, and that's why I'm enjoying life and I'm thinking, fuck, I'm so grateful. And without that, you don't have anything, man. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. I always ask people what their top three books are. Can you tell me what it is for you? Uh, you know, I, 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 I had, I grew up with ADHD and dyslexia. Um, I, did, I wasn't a big reader, man. Like, I didn't read a lot. I did at one point. I could tell you, like, um, you know, I, I read or read. I, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and more like that. And I like to read, like, uh, history and, like, um, biographies, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, re- I've read, like, you know, to, you know, from Oprah to Napoleon to Al Pacino to who else have I read like from Dalai Lama just pretty much all that stuff so you know yeah I've read like The Power of Now and Awakening the Giant Within and all kinds of different books but I I can't really say I don't know what's my favorite three books I gotta again I don't read a lot I'm more visual and I listen more and I learn my you know, whereas most, like I know a lot of people read a lot of books, but never really go out and actually apply anything they do. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it and they preach about it. I'm more like, okay, I'm more like a soldier. I go in the streets and I learn shit through like failure and learning trial and error. So, you know, what's been my best books fucking my life, you know, the people around me who smacked me, helped me grow fucking, you know, that's, I guess my, my, you know, my greatest books, if you want to say it makes any sense, but I don't really care. Cause I know a lot of time, I, I, sometimes I don't make sense, but I make sense in my head. So it's pretty much it. I totally get you. I'm actually <laughs> the same way. I just ask people, cause people always ask me, Hey, can you recommend me some books? Right. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I'll ask people that are reading. What it is about your question. And I see a lot of like these, these like gurus and shit and you always see the shelf with all the books in the back Mm -hmm. people think because you read a lot of books it makes you smart anybody could write a book today anybody could become a bestseller i tell us just somebody just because somebody wrote a book doesn't make it real just because somebody wrote an article doesn't make it real just because somebody says an expert doesn't really make him an expert 
Most of these alpha experts, self-gurus are self-made. Look, I'm a self-defense expert. I'm, people have labeled me as an expert. That's what I've done for 20 years. Am I an expert? I, I think I am, but somebody could say, no, you know, fuck all. So what does it mean? doesn't mean fuck all at the end. That's the way I see it. But people want to give them, you know, and like I said, I've met guys who are very, very intelligent, have read fucking books, and are, but they're like also like this. Mm-hmm. And they've spent more times in the classroom than going out in there and doing shit like you do, where you go out and you fucking put on the mic and you interview people and you talk to them and you go on the camera. That to me is a, worth a lot more than, you know, Again, that's what's worked for me. So for others, you know, at the end, I tell people what works for you. Mm-hmm. you know, there's no one way and one recipe. Everybody has his own way to make it. Find your way. Take a little bit from everybody. See what works for you and make it your own. That's it. That's all. Totally. All right, brother. So we're going we're gonna to start wrapping this up, but I have one last question for you. If I give you a piece of paper right now and yeah. in that piece of paper, you have to write down from everything that you've learned in your life, you have to write down what you think is the most important thing that you'd like to leave behind to maybe your son, you know, someone that, that is going to be able to read that again and again as a reminder of what you left them. What would you write on that piece of paper and what would be your worst success? I would probably write on a piece of paper that we're here for this much little time. And while you're here, make the best of it. And it's not about how much you're going to accumulate, but how much you're going to give back. And start with the base of just being good, being kind, having a good attitude, leaving a positive impact to everybody you touch. I always look at it at this, is that one day when I'm not going to be here and my son's going to be somewhere and be like, hey, I knew your dad. Your dad was Nick. If that person could say, man, your dad was a fucking cool guy. My mission is done. That's it. That's it. And that's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've left a mark behind of something that I did that was good. And that's it. 100%. And dude, I have no doubt that that's going to be the answer. That's going to be my, my short answer. I have a lot more to, <laughs> to, to, to talk about you. For sure, bro. You know what, uh, Juan? I'm just going to... It happens more than once where I'm with my son and people said, you know how lucky you are to have a dad like this? And I've never I've never told him. And every time... It's, it's, been, it's happened at least four or five times and I'm like... And my son looks at me and he looks at him and he goes, yeah, I know. And I'm thinking, fuck. And it's interesting because that's how people see me and see my son. And I'm like, when I, when I hear that, I'm like, whatever I'm doing is on the right track. Mm-hmm. And we're never going to get it perfect. I go tell people, aim for 80%. Don't aim for 100. Aim for 80 and anything you do. And your, your game is good. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Juan, thank you for having me, man. You're, you're, you, know, you know me. I'm fucking... You inspire me and you motivate me, man. So when I talk to you, there's always a little something I pick up from you. Because we're always learning from everybody has something to teach us from the best or the worst person or the smartest or, you know, somebody who we quote unquote might call smart. They're all a, a, a master of us, of us learning or teaching. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, brother. And can't wait to start training again when I'm back yeah, in the city. Hit it hard, man. 
you know, just just leave leave it leave it on on the show so we could go back to it. I'm I'm letting you guys know right now that a few years from now, me and Nick are going to be co-starring a movie together. It's going to be action. It's going to be drama. It's going to be serious. There's going to be some serious uh, fighting sequences involved. Put it, laying it down. Yeah. Leave the old gray beard and get ripped for it. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. All right. Thank you, brother. Love it, man. Thanks, Juan. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Nick Drosos. If you want to learn more about Nick, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes and all the links are there. There's so much more to come on the next episodes and yeah, you guys are up for a treat. I'll see you there. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.